This is the Emerge and Expand podcast, a place for introverted and sensitive souls who are trying to cut through the noise online and create success in their own businesses on their own terms. I'm your host, Catherine McKenzie-Smith, and I'm so glad that you're here. Podcasting is one of my favorite ways to create content, build connections, and grow my community. It was one of the first things that I did when I first started my business and something that I recommend, especially to my introverted clients. Over the years, I've had some of the most amazing conversations and connections with fellow introverts and business owners through the power of podcasting. And that brings me to the latest guest on the Do Business Differently interview series, who I first connected with because she was looking for guests on her podcast where I pitched an idea to have a conversation around why everyone should have a podcast. Her team came back to me saying that this was not something that Alicia actually agreed with and I was super nervous to meet her but as you can probably tell from the coming episode we get along so well and have had probably longer conversations behind the scenes than we have actually recorded. So let me introduce you to Alicia. Alicia Galati runs a full service podcast management company meaning you record and her team does the rest. She helps business owners launch and maintain lead generating podcasts. She lives in sunny North Carolina with her husband, two small boys, and a rescue pup. When she's not working, you can find her either hiking, chasing her kids around, or watching the latest Star Wars with her husband. Hi, Alicia. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for being here on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am excited too. Before we kick off, can you give us a little bit of an explanation for anyone who hasn't come across you about what it is that you do? Yeah, so I run a full-service podcast management agency, and what that kind of means is that our clients come to us, they say, hey, I have this podcast, or hey, I have this podcast idea, and I don't know what in the world I'm doing. So then we're able to kind of give it to, they can give it to us, and then we take it from there, everything from helping them plan the content, strategize for monetizing their podcast, or going into marketing it as well. So everything from A to Z for the podcast, minus recording. I would if I could, but I can't record for the clients. But yeah, so that's what we do. Um, I've got a team right now. We are three, but we're working on growing that to more this year. And I'm excitedly nervous as an introvert, (laughs) very excitedly nervous about that. That sounds amazing. And as someone who runs kind of a solo-based business, the thought of even managing a team is wild to me (laughs) and having like an agency where you're doing so many different things. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to this point? What is it that got you into podcasts in the first place and decided to open an agency? Yeah. So when I first kind of got into the online space, goodness gracious, that was like eight years ago now. And I was you know, geez, it's been so long. Like, wait, isn't that three years ago? No, it is not. Eight years ago, I got into the online space, started listening to podcasts and really loved this idea that I didn't have to listen to the same five songs on the radio because you guys Mm -hmm. know, literally the five songs going on the radio, you hear them every single day to and from work. And the idea that I could learn while I was driving my kid to and from daycare was like, wow, this is wonderful. I love this. I love being able to take in information. And I'm someone who is a lifelong learner. I love learning so much. If I could keep going for like more degrees and more degrees and more degrees without losing my mind, I totally would. Like (laughs) I just love learning. And so podcasting was a great way to absorb that information, 
And then I would spit it back out at work of like, hey, I listened to this podcast and I, and, you know, the, I worked in manufacturing. So it's a bunch of dudes and they're like, um, podcast, what? <laughs> like, this is 2015. No one knew what podcasts wow. were at that point. And so just really fell in love with the medium. Fast forward to 2018, I started my own podcast. I had started doing, uh, strategizing the inventory side because my background's in manufacturing and supply chain. And so the inventory side for small e-commerce businesses. So thinking about, okay, this uh, these e-commerce businesses have no podcasts for them. There's like mm. barely any, even now, there are barely any decent ongoing podcasts for product-based businesses. And so I thought, how can I bring information to them in a way that I like, which I like to talk mostly to myself, <laughs> like you know, team meeting here solo, like let's go. <laughs> and so I really loved being able to do that. And I had some listens and I was able to use my background in marketing as well as management and just the things that I'd learned in the online space up to that point to launch this podcast and make it pretty decently successful for being such a small niche. Then in 2019, middle to end, I want to say, my sister and I started a podcast that was about growing up in a cult and about cults. And it's very different take than like the business side. But I knew, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. I need to grow this audience from scratch. My sister doesn't know anything about this <laughs> like at all. She's not in the online space. So how can I kind of like, also, I love taking over things. Like I'm an Enneagram <laughs> one. So if you guys know what Enneagram wants, is like, my way to do things, and then all the wrong ways to do things, which I love, right? Like, I know what to do. Let's just do it, and we're going to do it right. So I took three months to grow the audience. We launched, had a really successful launch. Honestly, we've stopped podcasting, and we still get about 500 downloads every week. It wow. is bananas, <laughs> like yeah. crazy. And we still get emails from people. We've gotten emails from people all over the world being like, wow, your story's crazy, or... I had something similar happen or I grew up in a cult too. So it's just been really fascinating, the community that you can create with podcasts. And I really just got drawn to that. Fast forward again. And I hate this like fast forward, right? That we do yeah. in these conversations because <laughs> there's so much that took us from point A, a to mm. point B, right? Mm. There's so many different ups and downs. I mean, in that time, so much has, has happened and had happened up to that point. But for the sake of time and conversation, then 2020, you guys know what happened. <laughs> like, I don't need to explain myself there. I got let go from my job, which was pretty devastating since I am the only financial provider for my family. My husband is a stay-at-home dad. He's been doing that before the pandemic. He loves doing that. And I love working. So it works out really well for us. And I knew I needed to make money. I knew I really loved this whole idea of like really wanting to go in all on all in in podcasting and being able to create something that was end to end for clients who were like, look, I just want to show up and record and be done. Right. Yeah. And if you're a podcaster, you know, <laughs> that is fantastic and mm. feels really good because there's so many different things that go into a podcast that can feel really overwhelming, which is why. 90% of people who start a podcast don't make it past 10 episodes. Mm. It is a lot of work. 
And so being able to provide an end-to-end service for people that are talking about things that are based on the mission of like getting a voice out there, changing lives, messages that make a difference, like that is what we're passionate about. Yeah. But I knew, okay, I in having been in the online space for so long, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. Hmm. It takes hours. Like I literally spent about seven hours editing one of our clients' podcast episodes because it was side tangents. There, and we edit for all that stuff. Like a joke not landing right, conversation not flowing well. Like we edit for the content, not just the ums and the pauses and all that. Mm-hmm. So it takes a really long time. And I I cannot, we now manage 15 podcasts. There's no way that wow. I could do all of that by myself. I'd yeah. lose my mind. I also <laughs> would never see my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as much as I like love my alone time, I also don't want to be staring at my computer nonstop. So yeah. I knew I needed to grow a team. I knew that a course or a membership style, like none of those kinds of business models were going to work for me. And mm. in the online space, there's a lot of like, ooh, agencies are bad because the owner never makes any money. And I knew going in, that's one of my values, actually. <laughs> like I bring home a decent salary. That's yeah. a value. So that is where how I go into it. I'm like, I've met other podcast production agencies where they're like, you know, some months you don't bring home money. And I'm like, no, that's yeah. that's not at all what I do. Like, yeah. no, I've set my business up to be high value, pay my team well, pay myself well. That is important. Those are in the values there. So I knew I needed to grow a team. I knew I needed to grow an agency in order to create the business that I wanted and to be able to live the life I wanted, which really boils down to being able to give my kids things that I never got growing up. I'm the oldest of five to a single mom. We didn't go on vacations or do anything. So I want to be able to give my kids those kinds of experiences. That's so amazing. And so many interesting tangents that that brought you to where you are today. Oh my goodness, there's so many different ways that we could even go with this episode, which I always love. Can you tell us a little bit, because you've been doing this for so long, about how the landscape, the podcasting landscape has changed over what is, what's that, nearly 10 years? 10 years? Yeah. So podcasting has been around since I want to say 2008, probably around, I mean, I I should know, right? But I don't know the exact. I actually met someone the other day and we were talking about potentially taking on her podcast. She'd been podcasting Mm -hmm. since 2012. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah crazy. I love it so much. Like it's so exciting. But podcasting really has changed a lot. It wasn't as accessible for people to start a podcast without knowing code. They had to know how to like upload to RSS things. Now with all of the hosting sites and there's just so much more opportunity for the everyday person to create a podcast, which I love. As a person of color, Getting a message out without the bias of seeing someone's face, Mm. I think is so important and so valuable, right? Like being able, like I met a woman recently, she's a woman of color and she has a binge eating podcast. And like the fact that she's able to go into the health and wellness space with the way that she not only looks as a person, the way she talks, she's able to still get a message out to people who will resonate without having that facial bias that can come across on social media, on YouTube. People literally would just see, oh, that's a cool cover art. 
talking about binge eating. That's a topic that I need to help on. I need support on. Let me listen to her. She's an expert. Awesome. Let me go meet her. And then when they get on, it doesn't matter what she looks like. They're like, here, take my money. I want to work with you. Right. Because they know her, they like her, they trust her without that bias. And so I love that podcasting has like allowed the everyday person to start a podcast. Now, I think that the problem there is that everyone thinks that they can start a podcast. (laughs) I was talking to someone the other day and she's like, I want to start a podcast. I want to pay you money to do it. And I was like, look, you are not ready. I am sorry. I will not take your money. I'm not okay doing that. Here's what you should do instead. You're not clear on your message, right? So the reasons that a lot of people end up pod fading is that they are not clear on their message. They don't really know what their audience wants to hear. Maybe they're clear on their message in their head, but they can't articulate it well to get their point across, right? So they end up rambling or maybe talking over their audience's head and then it's not going to resonate. And then she also didn't have an established audience. And I think this is the part where a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to start a podcast. Build it and they will come, right? It'll be great. Thousands of downloads and Joe Rogan money and it's going to be awesome. Okay, first of all, Joe Rogan had like 20 years working before he started a podcast. And then he had 10 years of podcasting before he had his bankroll. So like to put all that into perspective for people who are like, I'm just going to start and it's going to be great. But it creates this idea of like, I can start a podcast and it's going to happen for me. And that's not really how it works. It's just like if you were to start a YouTube channel, would you expect thousands of followers next week? No, you would not. Not unless you already have an established audience. Start a new social media profile. You can have thousands of followers tomorrow. No. Same thing for a podcast. You have to talk about it. You have to get the message out there, which I know can be a little difficult, right? For Mm -hmm. introverts, like... Hey, I have this thing and it's great and it's cool, but also like, don't talk to me. <laughs> and please don't let make me talk about what I do. <laughs> exactly. So I get it. Believe me, yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because I think, like I see this all the time, that there's such a, like a disconnect almost in because maybe you've followed people for a really long time and they have a fully established social media following or online presence, YouTube channel, podcast, that it should be quick and easy. And I think the one piece that gets forgotten about the most is no matter what you do, you can absolutely be successful in it, but you have to market it and you have to share it and you have to have a strategy behind that. And I know that's a huge part of your message. If you're going to podcast, make sure you've got a strategy behind it. Otherwise, you're just wasting all your time and energy with something that isn't actually going to get you the results. Do you have any thoughts on that, that you can share any gems of wisdom for anyone who's going, oh, I hadn't even thought about strategy for my podcast? Yeah, the strategy piece is so, so, so important. And I would actually say it's maybe just as important as the the content that you're putting out, right? So we want to put a lot of effort and like great quality into the content so that when someone gets there, it's like, yes, this is my person. I resonate. Great. But if they don't get there, then it's going to fall on deaf ears. And the only person listening is probably your mom, right? (laughs) And she's going to be cheering you on, which is great. But you want other people who don't know you to come into the podcast, right? As that like top of funnel, right? So if we're talking like business and strategy, Top of funnel is your podcast. And this is the beautiful thing about podcasting is as an introvert, it can be the only thing that you have to show up for weekly. 
And then you can repurpose it into a million different ways, right? So like you don't, here you go. You do not have to dance on TikTok. You do not have to do Instagram lives. You don't even have to show up on Instagram stories. I hate showing up on video guys like so much, which is why I'm actually moving. Like, yes, I run an agency, but I'm such a personal brand still. I'm Mm. moving it like everything is shifting to Galati Media because I do not want to have to show my face so much at all. Like just listen to my voice and it's fine. But with a podcast, right, especially if you record the video and you don't have to look fantastic in it, Mm -hmm. give that to a video editor and call it a day. There's your video. There's you showing up talking head for your people, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so much that you can do with a podcast. But back to the strategy side, creating a podcast without a strategy is a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. And quite frankly, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like really, like if you're going to do something and you want to do it well, and you know already that it's going to take you time to come up with the content, time to actually record it and not feel shabby (laughs) about what you recorded, right? Because like no one likes to hear the sound of their own voice. I Mm -hmm. get it, which is why I don't edit my own podcast. No, thank you. I don't want to hear myself talk again. It just takes so much already just to get into it. Then to market it, know that if you're going to put in all that effort and then at the end of all of that effort front loading that you've put into this like incredible content, because I know you're incredible, you put incredible content out and then no one listens to it. It can feel so disheartening. It can feel so frustrating. And then if you go into it thinking, okay, I want to get downloads, right? Mm -hmm. So back to the business, top of the funnel. What are the goals of the podcast? Is it Mm. actually to get downloads or is it to take people from point A to point B, right? So we have a client. She recently hit 100,000 downloads, which is incredible. And she was like, ah, well, you know, this other person I know who's similar niche just hit a million and it made me like, I want to hit a million. And so I let her keep talking for a while. And then she was like, oh, and I was talking to so-and-so and and they told their mom about my podcast and now their mom is quoting me to them. And I also had, and I was like, what about any other clients? Like, have any other clients come forward about the podcast? And she starts listing off person after person after person. Mm -hmm. And at the end I said, then why do the downloads matter? She was like, oh, you're right. But like, but really, like downloads is such an arbitrary number. It's like likes on an Instagram post. It doesn't mean cash money dollars in your bank account. Hitting charts, literally, you can get 250 downloads in your first two weeks and hit international charts top 250. Easy. Mm -hmm. It does not take a lot to hit those. Like those arbitrary numbers are not things to aspire to. It's if your goal is top of funnel, my podcast is to educate my audience, to bring them into my email list, to bring them into potentially working with me, to maybe join my Facebook group so that by the time they join, they are ready to buy. But also Mm -hmm. noting that the podcast listener is top of funnel. So it could take them three years of listening to you on your podcast to finally say, I've been stalking you and I'm in love with you and I want to buy from you. That's three years later. Noting, okay, you need to be able to take them to that next step 
that Facebook group, that higher touch. And I know Facebook groups are like, blah, but Facebook group, email subscribers, like some type of message where you are in their ears beyond just their phones, right? And you're able to communicate them one-on-one, get to know them. That's what I mean. Take them to that next step. That's where you can really get into the meat of, hey, this is what I do. This is how Mm -hmm. I serve you, but still give them that value up top for those people who are those quicker buyers. We've had clients where they'll say, I had someone hop on a call and purchase our $6,000 group program because they binge listened to 19 episodes in two days and said, here's my credit card on day three. Like that happens too, right? So mm-hmm. no, it's not going to be three years for everyone, but tends to be about where people land of like listening to you for a while, getting to know you, you're nurturing them at that top of funnel before they can work with you. But mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like this huge hoopla of I have to make all this content and show up on social too. Like your podcast mm-hmm. literally can be all you have to do for social, right? You don't have to do that. One of the best ways that we found for people to grow their podcast is actually not posting about it on social. It's like, what? Crazy. It's actually to be on other podcasts, right? Because podcast listeners listen to podcasts. Yeah. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> and they listen to like, I believe it's Podcast listeners who are weekly podcast, like they listen very regularly. They listen to about nine shows a week, which is a lot of shows. Like that is a lot of different shows. And that could be any category, right? But it could be someone listening to your show. It could be something listening to my show. Maybe they're also listening to a true crime show. There's so many different varieties of shows that people can listen to. So noting that, okay, these listeners listen to a lot of shows If I can get them, and this is the beauty of podcasting, uninterrupted, right? Yes, they might be driving. Yes, they might be cleaning their house, but you're with them. And there's, I keep saying I need to get someone on my podcast who understands the like neurological stuff behind listening, like auditory listening, right? And how we relate it to a certain thing. So I remember when I was listening to an audiobook and it was a Stephen King audiobook and I was driving home from work and it was like hurricane type weather out like storm wind mm. coming in sideways and rain and I was just like I'm going to get home safe it'll be fine but like anytime I think of that book mm. I think of that moment you relate what you're listening to to that moment I had a friend, she said that she was listening to podcasts and she remembered where she was when she paused the podcast and she knew exactly where she was in the conversation. She's like, it's fascinating. So you have, if you're on, back to the point, if you're on someone else's show, if you're on someone else's podcast, you have 30, maybe 45 minutes of uninterrupted neurological stimulation for these listeners to give them value, to give them incredible things and say, hey, by the way, I also have a podcast. You're probably on your podcast app listening to this. Here you go. And that's how you're going to grow your podcast a lot quicker than posting an audiogram. (laughs) It doesn't work the same. Yeah, that's such a great point. Oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff in there. (laughs) 
I know, we could talk for hours. It's fine. Oh, where, where should we go? I love that because my first podcast that I've just realized as you were talking before is probably about, was would have been about eight years old when I, from when I first started it, if it was still going today. And that was absolutely how I built my business in the early days. And so you mentioned it from a place of like grow your podcast as a way of getting in front of new people by being on other people's podcasts. And what I found was that it was kind of borrowing audiences in the opposite way. By having amazing guests on my podcast, they were bringing their people over to me as well. So it's kind of like this mutually beneficial opportunity for both people to grow their audiences in a way that I can't think of anything else that works as well, apart from, you know, teaming up and collaborating on something like a live webinar or something like that. Yeah, like even an Instagram live, right? It does not even have the amount of value that a podcast conversation has because when you show up to an Instagram live, a YouTube live, whatever live, You are there with the other person with an audience, right? Mm. A podcast, it is two people having a conversation and then it gets disseminated, which is perfect for introverts, right? Like primo (laughs) for introverts (laughs) who are like, look, I don't want to show up for a bunch of people. Maybe one is okay, Mm. which is why I love podcasting. Yeah. But like, that's all this is. So Catherine and I can have this conversation. We can also talk outside of the recording before, after we vibe well. Mm-hmm. Also, like we're in each other's DMs because she was on my show. Like there's a lot of that like back and forth that can happen. She knows about how I like to read romances. So like we talked about that beforehand. If she were to see a romance novel or a romance meme, she might send it to me. <laughs> like That's the kind of relationship you can build. Whereas when it comes to even a webinar, I think, Mm. even a live, even a, hey, we're going to team up and do a cross promotion of our courses, like anything like that, it takes the personality out of it, I think, Mm. a lot more than just the one-on-one. Here we are just to get to know each other and have some fun because that's what podcasting is, right? It's not... Uh, most podcasts right are not like oh let me put my glasses up and let me like articulate this perfectly it's just two people having a conversation and then sharing it with an audience and it's just so powerful because you can create that authenticity you can create that vulnerability without feeling like you have to be vulnerable to thousands of people at one time it's just Mm -hmm. to one Yeah, that is such a great point because it is, and that's what I've always loved about it as well. Deep and meaningful conversations are an introvert's playground. Like it's a favorite thing. So you get to do the thing that is actually quite energizing and, and intimate, like you said, and also be able to literally connect with so many people over time, like you said, with your sister's podcast that you had together, how people are still listening to it now, even though you're not actively putting out any new episodes. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. And the other thing is I think it creates an intimacy with the audience as well, because even though you might be doing other things while you're listening to a podcast, there's something about having headphones in and having these people, you know, it's like what TV does that movies can't quite do that. Well, now it's a bit different, but that used to be the difference. 
in that people, you're inviting them into your space. You're inviting them into your head, basically, to have Mm -hmm. these deep conversations in a way that, yeah, social media could never. No. And, you know, at that point, right, you are fighting for someone's attention. Yeah. But if they click on the show Mm -hmm. and they're listening to the show, their attention, though it might be also straight to other things, but it's things that they can while they're listening. I was talking to someone recently, just because you mentioned the TV thing, and it it made me think of this, like, oh, well, people are consuming content differently, and long-form content is dead. It's not. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. That's the whole point of this. (laughs) It's not. Blogging is still alive. SEO strategy is still very alive, especially in podcasting. That's a side tangent as well. (laughs) And like podcasting is not dead. None of these mm. long forms of content are dead just because TikTok came out. Yeah. Also, and he made this point and I absolutely loved it. It was a guest I had on my show recently. He said, did you ever sit down in the 90s? We're going to date ourselves here. Those funniest home videos, right? So like people would submit their shows and or their videos, their home videos, and they'd be funny at jogs doing silly stuff. And just like literally you're just watching TikToks, right? <laughs> Over and over again. Now we just have them on our phone and we can keep swiping. No difference. Like people will tailor the content that they're absorbing based Mm. on the amount of time they have. Think about that. So if I am someone who's like, hey, I have five minutes between now and my next call, I don't really have enough time to like maybe go through my emails or go through some of my checklists, things I'm like have to do. Let me get in a little more reading on my audiobook, or maybe let me get in a little bit of reading on my Kindle. So I'll pick up my phone and I'll do that. That's me absorbing that content. Or if I know, hey, I need to watch these video YouTube videos, I need to set aside time where I can focus mm-hmm. on those YouTube videos. So if maybe I can read a blog real quick, because I can read a lot faster than I can listen to people talk. I don't want to listen to people talk. <laughs> I can do that a lot quicker if I can read it. Cool. Let me read through it. If I know that I have a 10 hour drive to go on, like I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to listen to an audiobook. That long form content is not gone at all. People will just tailor what content they're absorbing based on the amount of time that they have available to that. If my husband's sitting on the toilet for hours and hours and hours and hours, no, just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Then <laughs> he's on Facebook, swiping yeah. and scrolling and swiping and scrolling. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just Facebooking. <laughs> like, you know, you tailor it based on the amount of time you have. Yeah. So I don't think long form t- content is dead. It's so important that we are still creating this content, even though it might feel like as introverts, we have to show up on TikTok. We have to show up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We have to show up on all these different places. Like the podcast can be the only place that you show up and that's okay. I think what I love about long form, I think it's a really important to have that as a top of funnel and also top of ecosystem. I think I talk about the content ecosystem of having one piece of pillar content that you're creating or long form content because you can hire someone or, I mean, these days, even what you can do on Canva to take one piece of content and turn it into a bunch of other pieces, schedule it in, and then you're good to go. Makes it so much easier than trying to sit down every day and create a piece of Instagram content that's got a 15-minute lifespan, if that, these days, if it even cuts through the algorithm. And 
you're having to sit down and do that every single day, maybe even multiple times a day versus one hour a week, especially if you've got the resources to outsource the editing side or you just go with it being pretty chill and Mm -hmm. you're done and you can reach a whole amount of people that you can't necessarily cut through on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok these days to connect with. Yeah. And I promise you'll leave it a lot more energized as an introvert Mm. than you would if you were pushing and striving to create multiple forms of content or to show up in ways that really don't feel good. Yeah. Right? Like these videos don't feel great Mm. (laughs) at all. Like I Mm -hmm. don't want to wear pants sometimes. Like I have to put a bra on. Like I don't really want to. Yeah. So like all these forms don't really feel great to show up in. Mm. And also I want to do things that light me up and things that I enjoy doing, which is things in my business and being able to have these one-on-one conversations that are actually energizing. I cannot tell you, and I was telling Catherine before this, like I've been really going hard with trying to batch record for the summertime and ensuring my summer and knowing that like people's schedules are going to be weird. And I want to make sure that I have time for my family and adventures that we want to take going back to those values. Right. So knowing, Hey, I've got this two, three month window of going really hard with these conversations, having five to seven podcast interviews a week, which does feel like a lot. And it is a lot. Right. But of those conversations that I've had every week, I can maybe think of one in the last month that I left not more energized than when I joined. Yeah. Right? Like that's a lot of conversations as an introvert to go into and feel really good about when I left and being like, wow, that was great. That was fun because it's just one person. Right. And so it's not as draining as showing up on social media or having to even speak at conferences or workshops or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're still working toward, okay, my goals are to create great content for my audience. I don't have to work crazy in the summer trying to find people and like rush through. It's done. That feels really, really good. Yeah, that's so great. I know there's going to be people listening to this who you have absolutely talked around and are going to want to start a podcast now. Because sorry, even I have a podcast and I'm like, should have a po- I should have another podcast. <laughs> I'm so sold. And so I know that there's going to be other people listening to this who are thinking, oh, you know what? I love the idea that I don't have to show my face that's going to be such a big thing for people. I love that I don't have to worry so much about, you know, how long blogging can take. And it's actually mm-hmm. just sit down, have a conversation, and then it's, you know, essentially a big part of that content creation is done in a way that feels really natural without the overthinking when you're actually just talking to someone they really like. Yeah. What would be maybe somebody's first steps if they were thinking, you know what, this actually sounds like a really great idea for me. Do you have anything for us? I know you do. Yes, I do. Yes. So I would say first step is to get hyper clear on your message and what sets you apart, right? And not to be like, look at other people or yes, the market research comes later. Like, what are your thoughts on things that maybe are happening in the industry that you're in that are different than other people's? And this is something that I led with, with my business, as well as with this podcast that I have, 
And that was like this idea that, well, quite a few ideas, but the main ones being don't launch a podcast in two weeks. You'll see so many courses trying to sell you this idea, launch a podcast in two weeks, launch a podcast in 30 days. So launching the podcast quickly without strategy. The other idea of hitting Apple charts is a goal. It's not. It's super easy. I actually saw an agency when I was doing research for the rebrand that we're doing. And he has a similar agency to mine. He charges over $10,000 a month to help people hit charts. And I'm like, good Lord, I cannot believe you're taking these people's money. Like this feels really like gross. And Mm -hmm. also like, it's not a lot of effort to get on charts. It's not that difficult. So not having that as like, a goal, right? And really knowing where, like, think about your podcast. Don't just say, okay, this is going to be great. It's going to be a thing. What are you going to talk about? What sets you apart? And then how does it fit in your business? Right. I think that's a a part that people are like, well, I just want to talk about these things or I want to have these conversations. And like, while that's great, then it doesn't fit in your business. That's a hobby. Mm. And that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with having hobby podcasts or talking about things that you are interested in, or maybe you are like me and you like reading romance novels and you want to talk to romance authors and you want to know all their deepest and darkest secrets and how they come up with these characters. I talk myself out of creating that podcast every (laughs) week. Okay. Like seriously, (laughs) because I want to talk to these people, but I know capacity. I cannot, (laughs) but like, that's okay. Hobby podcasts are great, but like, then that's a different avenue. Like, Mm. where does this fit in your business? How can you make sure that it's aligned with what you need to talk about, that you know what you're going to talk about, those kinds of things. So really think before you even are like, I'm going to do this thing. So true. And I mean, that really applies to everything you do in your business. And so I think that even for people who are listening, who are like, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. I think that that is such an important step for anyone starting pretty much anything, whether it's an offering a different kind of content format or podcasting in general, actually having not just like, what does the external look like, which I think has actually been a really big theme of what we've talked about today, but actually, you know, the metrics, the numbers, the Apple podcast charts, all of that stuff is so much less important than the connections and the purpose behind what you're doing. And I think that that is such a great message for everyone. Yeah. And it's in everything you do, right? Especially as introverts, we are time and energetic capacity is very limited and that's Mm -hmm. okay. But we have to work with it as best we can and do things in our business in the interactions that we have and be really strategic about that. And I think a podcast is honestly one of the best ways (laughs) But that I'm also biased because I love podcasts. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I think it's probably the least like for all the different things that I've done over the years and do, it's the thing that takes the least amount of, like you still have planning, but I just feel like it takes the least amount of capacity because you really do get to think about who you want to have on your podcast, who you love connecting with or who you'd love to connect with and get to sit down and have a great chat with them. And then, you know, it's, it's there and it's out in the world. And not only have you had this amazing connection with each other, but then you get to invite each other's audiences in as well. Like there's really just so many benefits to it. I love it. It's great. (laughs) 
On that note, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast for anyone who's listening? I have I've loved this conversation so much, but I want to make sure that everyone can flip on over and go and check you out next. Yes. And you can go listen to Catherine's episode as well on my podcast because that's where we met. So it is the Listeners to Leads podcast. I'm not great at naming things, guys. It literally is about turning your listeners into leads. Like we keep it simple over there. All things podcasting from the content, the marketing, launching, the strategy. I do have a whole episode about market research, things to think about before you launch a podcast. So we cover all of that stuff over there. And I've been told it's good. (laughs) So I recommend you (laughs) listen. It is good, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't listened, so I wouldn't know. But (laughs) I also don't listen to my own podcast. Or like sometimes I'll listen to other people's like when I've been on them. But sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I can't listen to my voice any more than I already have to. So I totally get Agreed. Yeah, I actually I'm adding that as one of my tasks for my team to like, Hey, I was on this podcast. Can you listen to it and grab some like pull quotes or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I cannot hear myself again. <laughs> I'm so glad it's not just me. Well, thank you, Alicia, so much for being here on the podcast. I hope that we get to connect again really soon because every time we do, I just have so much fun. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners before we finish up today about how they can connect with you further? Obviously, everything will be in the show notes, but if there's anything else that you want to let them know or any other drops of wisdom. The only thing I can say that it's like end this on a hoorah, right? Is like you can still make money with your podcast make money with your business without thousands of followers, without Mm. thousands of downloads. We've seen our clients do it. It is possible if you are very strategic with the content you're producing, as well as the people that you're sending to that content. Mm. So really being strategic there is so important, but it is possible, right? Like you can make tons of money with this. So that is what I want to leave you guys with today. Thank you again so much for being here. And Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Do Business Differently interview series on the Emerge and Expand podcast. To grab the show notes from this episode, the transcript and the links to connect with Alicia and her work further, please head to katherinemckenziesmith.com forward slash podcast. And if you've been thinking about launching your own podcast as an introvert in business, but you don't know where to start, you might be interested in my pillar content playbook that fully breaks down the workflows, systems, and a four-week launch plan for your podcast, blog, or YouTube channel. You can grab that for just $9 at katherinemckenziesmith.com forward slash playbook or for free when you join us in the secret introverts business gentle growth hub thanks so much for listening and i'll catch you in the next one